right, welcome back to the living room. Three colored dudes again, talking about, well, continuing the conversation on alternative medicine. Let's keep the talk going. Like, mental illness, how should it be addressed? Can it be addressed with alternative medicine, with um, regular medicine, or a mix? Like, what should we consider going about this thing? I don't know. We were talking about it earlier, me and you at Salas, but like, our, like, the way our culture is, it's like, you don't discuss your feelings or problems like that. And like, typically when we see people who just only talk about their feelings a lot, we see them as like, little bitches. Yeah, yeah like, so sensitive. Yeah, just going on about their feelings, like, not stop, like, it's annoying in, like, in its own way, but it's like, I feel like I'd be a terrible person to ask, like, <laughs> how to like, address mental health, because when I'm sad, I really don't, I just kind of like, stuff it in. Well, that's, like, why it should be addressed, because that's a lot of people. I'm assuming it's not just going to be you yeah. that's going through that similar, like, culture shock of talking about your feelings. So you're saying the world doesn't revolve around me? <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I think it's more about uh, people don't generally like to talk about their issues because they don't want to be ostracized for it. Yeah. Like, they don't want to They don't want to feel like they're alone in the way that they're, like, when, when I see other people and they... We're talking about some of our issues and, um, you know, we have not necessarily the same issue, but we have similar, um, you know, not necessarily mental illnesses, but we have similar mental afflictions. Like there's there's almost immediate bonding because Mm -hmm. I know what you're going through when you feel like no one else did or no one else understood the gravity of your situation. And it kind of it kind of helps when you see that someone else is somewhat understanding of what you're going through. Not necessarily that they know it too, but that they just understand how hard it is for you. A lot of people with mental illness, that's the reason they don't want people to not necessarily know, but they don't want to share it because they don't want to be like, oh, that's not a problem. Like, I don't have that problem at all. Like, You also kind of seem weak, right? Like, yeah. Like, not I'm, necessarily weak, but like admitting just, like you're sad, you know, like you're depressed yeah. or like you something bothers you. Like, you, you, you don't you don't you don't have that facade that like you're made out of a, like steel you know? and like it sh- we shouldn't need that facade like mm-hmm. the facade is there and people are always like yeah like, I don't want to see you weak like why not like we're all human we all have the same not necessarily the same emotions but we all feel and like whether or not you're feeling the same things that I'm feeling it doesn't matter we're both feeling these things and we shouldn't like make it a contest or make it seem like one person's feelings aren't as important as another's, yeah. which sometimes happens. It's just that when you see other people having afflictions similar to yours, um, just afflictions in general, it's like, I'm not alone in my suffering. And that's what people want. I feel like it goes also beyond like feeling weak. Like The same thing you were saying, though. If someone is talking to you about their emotions the whole time, and that's the only thing to talk about, it feels like, like boring to you, right? And I feel like if we got beyond that to, like, get a healthy medium again to be able to talk about our feelings and then have a light conversation or have a heavy conversation and then, like, crack some jokes, it'll be a healthier conversation in general getting past the fact that, like, I'm going through some shit. Because we're all going through some shit. The fact that we're not talking about it doesn't change that. See, I feel like everybody's going through something, right? It's just some people handle it better than others. And, like, I, I guess I also kind of, I, I treat 
mental health, like it's a consciousness. The same way I treat like uh, having a booger in your nose. Just fucking deal with it. But not 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 not, okay. not not like just deal with it on your own. Like if you need help, there's no shame in getting help. Get the help you need and move on and deal with it. Right? There's no point in making a bunch of statuses on Facebook. I'm not playing devil's advocate. Making a bunch of like sad, depressing MySpace posts and shit, and, like talking about your sadness while you can. There's other there's other venues. But sometimes expression is a venue. Like sometimes you just need to you know, mm-hmm. go out yeah. tell the world or someone that you're feeling this way. Talking it out can sometimes help the issue. And that's where, like, the conversation needs to happen because, I don't know, when you're, when you're throwing your feelings out there into Facebook or whatever, like, you might be opening yourself up, but you're not treating it, you know? The same way as opening up. Or at all. Like, just expressing it might help you in the moment, but it won't, um, that's not the end of the conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I feel like there's, there's a big difference between, like, if I was really sad, and, like, Is that how you sound when you're sad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it a few more seconds. Hope everything's okay. Alright, one, two, yeah, like, when I'm really sad, right, I feel like there's much, there's a much more integral part of, like, me, like, if I tell you I'm sad, and, like, I can see you looking at me in the eyes, and, like, having an opinion and a response, it's much more different, different than, like, putting a sad post on Facebook. Yes. It's all about the reciprocation. Yeah. Like, when you're, when you're trying to express your feelings, uh, whether you're sad or not, you want you want that other person to reciprocate something that you know. Not necessarily you know how they feel about how you feel, but that there's a response to how you feel. Not that response is a key. Feeling something for no reason. Like, the response helps you process what you're feeling most of the time. So, okay. And how, uh, like, is the medicine we're seeing to treat mental health different than what you might see in, like, alternative medicine? Is there, me- is there alternative medicine to mental health? Yeah, like, there's meditation, yoga, um, herbal things. Let, like, let's, let's talk about like the digestive ones, the things you can take physically, right? Um, so what my family does for like digestive issues, because digestion is a huge part of like your mental health. Like if you're feeling shitty all the time from all the crap you're eating, you're not going to have a good mindset for the rest yeah, of the day. that's true. Like, the food you eat actually affects every part of you. Yeah. Like, we don't like to think about that the world around us rules how we're going to react, but it does. It like, does. everything you put into your body affects the way you interact with the world. Yeah. Like, so what my family does for a stomachache, because, yeah, Mexicans might not think that, like, there's huge mental illness, but if they see you looking shitty, if they see you with a stomachache, they're going to give you, um, yeah, the tea is called yerba buena or spearmint tea. Like, mint tea has been proven to help with digestion and, like, stomach issues because it just it mellows you out. Yeah. Um, do you know of anything? 
I think the biggest thing that I've heard of is just exercise. You yeah. know, they've had so many studies about how athletes actually have one of the lowest depression rates mm-hmm. because they're constantly moving and you know like the endorphins are allowed during exercise or stuff. It's like a lot of people who have depression, um, a lot of doctors are starting to just assign like, oh, exercise at least for an hour every two days, something like that. Just like constant exercise routine instead of having antidepressants like what is it, like Prozac or something. Yeah, Prozac, Xanax, a yeah. bunch of those overprescribed medicine. Yeah, so I think it's important to just... And even, like, what about serotonin supplements for things such as depression? Would that work? Um, it's been a long time since I've, like, thought about specific medicines like that. But, yeah, a lot of things, um, and even with schizophrenics, like dopamine blockers, like, mm-hmm. all these different issues have different supplements and things you can take for them, but... Like, it's like the same thing. Like, it's not a one and done. Yeah. Like, you have to keep taking it over a long period of time to see any kind of you know, it's, like, it's an imbalance, right? But I, I definitely agree with you. I think last week, like, the gym was closed. Like, the gym I go to at, like, my house, like, it was closed. And I was telling, like, I was telling my man's here, like, I was lonely. <laughs> and I was like, why do I feel lonely? And I just realized that I, I wasn't lonely because I didn't have any affection from a woman. I was lonely because I couldn't, like, Go to the gym. Yeah, like, what's your shit out there? Yeah, dude, because, like, I'm at the gym for, like, two and a half hours, dude. So, like, I'll, I'll play ball for 30 minutes, I'll lift for an hour and a half, and then I'm at the steam room with, like, naked Russian dudes for, like, 45 <laughs> minutes, and, like, just, like, exercising, releasing endorphins, sweating it out, man. Swe- sweating it out is such it's, a big that's thing. That's, like, the, the answer to everything is yeah. sweat that shit out. Eating healthy... Being around people you love and working out. That is the cure to everything, man. And jerking off. And jerking, and jerking off. off. That, that, yeah. Well, no, bro. You're on, we're on no fat, remember? No, fuck you. I'm Get not the testosterone no fat. Oh, See, that's... Is that Eastern medicine? That's that's Mo medicine. That's dirty medicine. medicine. Mo medicine. T, listen to this, bro. All right. Too much porn. Way too desensitized. We jerk off too much. Testosterone levels have never been lower. That's why every guy you meet nowadays... But kind of like a little bitch. Kind of like a little, like, wussies, right? Oh, like, you're the fun. Well, that's like, why, like, I've heard that, like, if you if you work out while you're, like, horny, like, since your testosterone is so, like, prevalent in your system and you're horny, mm-hmm. it helps, like, build muscle and shit. So, yeah, bro. whenever you're, like, whenever you're horny and you just, like, have, you can't jerk off, like, just start Hit working gym, out. Bro. Just squat. Squatting really testosterone, too. Not a lot, but. Real? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think... It's gay to jerk off. No, it's like, false. Because you're a dude. Know, or, okay, it's, it's a dude. dude. So you eat your dick so far. It's a dude. Is it gay to, like, wipe your butthole? Is it gay to, like, wash it? Like, come on. It's gay to dry wipe. So yeah, what happens? happens? So you use wet wipes when you shit. That's what you guys don't have a bidet? You fancy as shit having a fucking bidet. So you just walk around with a poopy butthole? No, Damn. I use wet wipes. Like, That's my man, you know? Tell me how I was talking to my friend yesterday, and I was like, yo... You know, I was talking to this girl, and uh, the conversation of like uh, hygiene came up, and she dry wipes, and I had I just dropped it. I was like, I have to drop this girl. Like, I, can't, <laughs> I can't be with somebody that dry wipes. Dude. It's oh literally if you have shit on your forehead, are you just gonna go to tissue and wipe it off and be on with your day? Oh no, you're like, what? They're gonna clean the shit out of your forehead, right? Like the butthole is so close to the other member of the woman's bodily body. You know what I'm saying? Like if you dry wipe, you just might be a homosexual. I don't think the, the correlation is it's that. I'll, I'll, I'll get out Microsoft Excel. I'll, I'll use the core function. I'll figure it out. 
Maybe that's why, like, people are sad nowadays. It's hygiene. Jerk off. It's hygiene, dude. True. Hygiene definitely plays a big factor. I think it's... I think some people are, like, over-sanitized, though. Because... Me? (laughs) I don't know. Like, a huge amount of people are just living in this, like, clean bubble of Lysol wiping every surface and then, like not eating food after it's, like, expiration date. Yeah. Like, expiration dates it's don't even... false. Yeah, like, they're not true. Like, the Best Buy dates and everything, those aren't regulated. They're yeah, regulated. Like, guesses. Yeah, because you can't tell, like, oh, this milk has been sitting on the counter for 24 hours. Like, that's not going to be good for a month. Yeah. But if you have a milk that's been in refrigeration for a month, that yeah. might still be good by the end of that month. Like, it's just all a matter of food. Yeah. And if you're not getting those, like, bacteria, viruses, and all inside your body, then the whole environment around you is just going to seem toxic. And that's why there's a huge prevalence of, like, um, what's it called? Well, not just chemicals, <laughs> but, like, allergies. Like, people are becoming allergic to everything because the body is no longer exposed to all these things. So they're treating every threat as the most significant threat to your life. Well, isn't that because, like, as more people move into the city, there's different types of bacteria that they face, right? Like, I'm sure our ancestors, like, you know, they were probably digging around in dirt a lot more than we were, but they did not have, like, smog levels as close to it's, us. It's all about pre-1900. How, how your body deals with it. Yeah. And that's why they say some of the best ways to um, help protect your body from some of these bacteria is is to introduce it in small doses so that so your body, right. yeah, so your body can fight it, so yeah. that your body can find a natural way to get rid of it. And if not, that's when you go see these special ways to get rid of it. Like sometimes, if you just get sick for a day or two and then you're fine, like your body's gonna build up that natural yeah, tolerance yeah. to whatever bacteria it is. And I think that's why vaccines work so well. But that's also why people don't like vaccines. Well, why should I introduce this to my body? What if it doesn't work? Well, then I'm just going to That's just sick. that not understanding of medicine again. Yeah. There's also, like, a hand sanitizer do a lot more harm than they do good. You know, like... Nowadays, yeah. Nowadays. Warm water and soap is good enough. Like, your hands are a lot... You feel cleaner. The way I've heard it described in, like, um, the old bio class I used to take, um, this guy was, like, super into the idea of biotechnology, and he's just saying that when you sanitize your hands with hand sanitizers, you're just like letting the most powerful viruses, pathogens, bacteria survive and stay on your hands. Yeah. When you wash your hands with soap and water, like not even antibacterial, so just any soap around, you're just sudsing them up and they're going down the drain. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not getting stronger, faster, better. They're just like getting together in a clump and you're just washing them down. Same with antibiotics, right? Like when you don't finish your like recommended dosage, like, whatever survived your first, like, ten initial rounds of your calorie bars, mm-hmm. those motherfuckers are staying, dude. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Natural like, selection. This is the thing for the audience. If you're on antibiotics, finish your fucking dosages. Because not finishing them, like, even if the bacteria is mostly gone, it'll stay in there. Antibiotics is literally just a myth. Made by George Soros and the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> oh, fuck up. Fuck that, always bring up George Soros. I, for, I, I don't believe it. Fake news. All right. Let me ask you this. Okay. What alternate medicine do you guys use on the right way? Weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
who does more for me than people think. I'd agree with that. Um, for me, it's definitely been on the regular, probably exercise, and um, pep talk is a big one. Pep talk? Yeah. It's pep talks. Oh uh, yeah, having having a mantra like low key works miracles for some people. Yeah. Because. Just having that saying that you know you're gonna stick to whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. that that helps more than getting actual, not necessarily actual help sometimes, but it helps you push through it a lot easier than if you're just you know in it. So you, you know? need like a DJ Khaled around all the time. Yeah, exactly. Just to hype you up. Low key, yeah. There is like this one. It's not really a theory, but there's this one like what do you call those? A fairy tale, like a short fairy tale story. Is there's mm-hmm. a this really beautiful woman, right? And she was just not confident in herself. So every day she'd look at the mirror and like, look at her flaws. She's like, oh my God, my eyes are so saggy. Like my lips are so small, etc. And she kept saying that for her whole life. And like everyone would be like, but you're so beautiful. And she's like, no, like, I'm ugly. Then like, as she started to age, like it started showing on her face more. Like her eyes did start to sag more. Like she didn't, like she wasn't smiling as much. So like brown lines were more apparent. Then she actually became ugly. So like, you are what you say you are, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you speak things into, into, um, Existence, like you speak and like write things into existence. Like my brother yeah. was telling me one day, like he started, he started doing more yoga. He started um, meditating a lot more, and he's been watching a lot of inspirational talks. And they basically say like, if you're trying to get yourself to do something, write it down or keep telling yourself yeah, because saying, yeah. um, that's why they call it spelling. Like when you write it down, you kind of put it into the universe that this is a thing. Yeah. And that if you're gonna do it, you know, keep writing it, keep telling yourself, keep it in your mind. So that you can naturally start to work toward it rather than keeping it a thought in your head. Yeah. I saw this TED talk and um, this lady, I think she was a big company manager. So you have to look back. And... But she was just talking about the topic of faking it until you make it. It's true. Like, if you put into your mind, into the universe, that, like, you can be what you want, you'll start working hard. You'll start believing yourself more and you'll start being more confident. So the people around you will no longer see you as like, oh, the bus girl or something. They'll see you as like the person providing a service. Then you just like keep going up the ladder, keep seeing more people that believe in you as much as you believe in yourself. So is that like a placebo? It is a placebo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Placebo. Life is just a placebo. So like what I typically, I guess like my Eastern medicine per se is like a, Intermittent fasting has been a lot, man. Like, really? fasting definitely helps a lot. It definitely helped, like, any type of stomach issue I had. Helps with weight loss and everything. Just, like, giving your stomach enough time to, like, relax. Like, between, like, the shit you eat and all that, like, I like Chipotle. I <laughs> love Chipotle. I had Chipotle today. Hey. Like, that does some damage to your body, man. I don't know what it is. I've definitely had spicier food. Mm-hmm. But it's just something about Chipotle. It's the fiber. That's You're exposed to more fiber. More fiber? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I did this, I was a super fat kid in high school, right? Yeah. And, (laughs) (laughs) but like there was a period or not high school, it was middle school, but there was a period before high school where I just decided I was going to lose a shit ton of weight and I just kept telling myself that, but I wasn't seeing any results. Mm -hmm. So I, I just talked to one of my friends and he's like, let's try fasting. And what, like, it was one month of fasting with, like, no protein, no fats. What'd you and, eat? Like, Ass? It was literally just, um, 
carbs? Water and an energy drink every night. Bro, that's not fasting. That's like that's you're going catabolic, bro. That was really extreme. Yeah. And the way it affected my body was that like it went into that ketosis after a week. Oh, like I started not feeling that hunger anymore. But after that month, like it was just a matter of like portion control. Like I felt like I didn't have to eat as much because my body was accustomed to having nothing in there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you, dude. Like, like I, yeah. I'm, no, like we don't have to do this all the time, but like if you do it once a week, if you do it every so often, I feel like that's a good reset to your body. Just like this food is around, but you don't have to force it down. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like I'm at like 193 right now. In like December, Jan- Mar- February, I was 232. Right. I've Yo, fuck you. I'm 209. I've been, on, I've been on a cut since, right? And like one thing, like my cousin, I'll give him a shout out. He loves the publicity anyway. Mojo Jojo. That's his name. <laughs> that's his name. That's crazy. Like when he, one thing he told me is like when you're like. A thing a lot of people do is like when you're dieting and cutting weight, it's like your diet doesn't match the amount of weight you're losing. So the second you go off your diet, you put that shit right back yeah. on. Like you need to make the life change before that. And that's like, that's key to like a life change, like waking up, cleaning your room. That's I think everybody got a, like a dirty ass room. Clean yeah. your fucking room, bro. <laughs> um, there was this one like audiobook I was listening to, uh, The Magic of Tidying Up. I forget who it's by, but it was such a good read. And like, I, I like every time I think about it now, like I go and like clean up my room real quick. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> there's so much like you can take into inventory once you like reset everything. Like you don't need 50 shirts. You don't need like 10 pairs of sweatpants. Yeah, that's like, true. There's a bunch of ratty ass stuff you have. That you don't wear, but you just keep around. Half the girls I talk to. <laughs> what? <laughs> Get rid of those too, bro. But uh, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I feel like a lot of like st- stresses in life, like, of course, like I guess people are like, if you're like 45 with a dead end job and 16 kids and like 12 baby mamas, you, you gotta call it quits, dude. Like you're fucked. Like, you can't do shit about that. That is such an extreme example. Yeah, like, 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 less than one percent of the world. Dude, half the kids from my high school are in that fucking. Oh my right god. <laughs> but just eating right, drinking more water. And like I, I don't remember where I saw, it, but um, I think there's a quote that said like, the the way your room is set up and like the cleanliness of your room is a reflection on like your inner mind. Yeah, that's true. So, like, the way you take care of your room, the way you, you kind of, I guess not necessarily traverse your room, but the way you, the way you live in your own space and the yeah. way you keep it tidy is a reflection of how in your mind your thoughts and things are kept together and, you know, things like that. Like, the way your room is, is, reflects how your mind is and basically cleaning up just getting things where they need to be, it's like, almost good. Like, clean, like, whenever I start cleaning, like, I can't stop. I have yeah, to make sure yeah. I get everything cleaned. And then once I'm done, you feel a little bit better. Like, oh, I'm clean. I can relax. Like, look at this room. Like, it's yeah. so nice. Things like that. This is just, like, correlational, like, people I've met. But I've, some of the cleanest people I've met have had the best grades, and some of the dirtiest people I've met have, like, dropped out of college. I definitely agree. I definitely agree, dude. I'm, I'm like, in the middle. Same. I'm, like, really clean and I'm getting shitty grades. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I definitely agree. Like, especially a lot of my friends, like, the ones that are, like, in engineering with 
they're barely making by and they're fucking slobs. Like, I don't shake their hands because I don't know where to fucking end. <laughs> like, if they told me, like, all they did was scratch their balls, I, okay, maybe I'd shake your hands, but I doubt that's the only thing it's been. Quick, quick tangent. How many, how many times have you scratched your ball and then had to shake someone's hands because you could scratch your balls? It's happened to me at least four times. Girl, I'll be my scratching your balls. What? Yeah, just like scratching like, not even like like sometimes I just like to have my hand on my on my sack because it's very comfortable. That's true, yo. Yeah. I I agree. It's just a but nice like, I only like, do that. When I like, I usually tell oh people like, I give them the dap, but like people are like, why don't you shake my hand? Like if you're gonna be so serious about it, I'll shake your hand with my nutty ass hands. <laughs> Want to be that nutty about it? But see, that's the thing. Like me and my man here, like I the day he drew, he like wet wipes. Like I'm sure if you dry wipe, your dick probably just smells like ass, dude. That's like. Exponentially worse, you know. I would. I can't relate. I don't have that problem. The <laughs> day game, but uh, yeah, that's a, that, yeah. I don't think I've ever had to like shake somebody's hand after I touch my. But it's like, it's usually like in a group setting. Like if we're all chilling and someone leaves, yeah. Like usually I won't do. I'll be like, all right, like my hand's been on my on my shaker hand. But like there there have been a couple of times where people like. Shake my fucking hand, like, why are you being so worried about the Alright. That's like, weird, like, that's too intense. Like, what the fuck? Like, half the time, like, they won't, they won't know that I have my hand on my dick, because I'm like, I'm not going to tell them that. I'll be like, alright, bro, I'll holler at you. Like, if I'm trying to give you, like, the elbow tap, or, like, a forearm tap, like, just take it. Like, just, oh, like, yo, fuck you. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm thinking back to every time we've hung out now. <laughs> but that's another thing, right? Like, your dick must be, like, the cleanest part of your body, if you think about it, right? You got two layers of clothes with clothing protection. You sh- if you shower right and take good care of yourself. Oh, you like, shower right because when you it's also the warmest part of your body. Yeah, it's moist. So it's gonna it's gonna bacteria sweat. Bacteria central. All that bacteria, yeah. you gotta keep that shit clean. Yeah, dude. At least once a day, I just take a fan. Fan that shit out. Also, air dry. Air dry. Air dry. Yeah. Does. Miracles. All right. Quick sidetrack. Who watched the season finale of Game of Thrones? Bruh. Bro. Tell me what you think, bro. Tell me what you think. Now you bitch was sad. You guys still haven't caught up or even seen it? No, I'm not even. I'm gonna start episode. season two during the break. Dude, you guys are terrible. <laughs> I thought, I thought we were best friends. Uh, that very last scene. What happened? Yeah, I wanna know. Do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for the season finale of season seven of the Game of Thrones. That's so, all the boys and files. So there, there are three. There were three dragons that Daenerys had, right? What? Dragons, bro. Three big ass motherfucking dragons. Right? So then, they go. They go on a mission to capture a White Walker so that they can prove that this fed is real. A zombie. There's a whole, there's a civil war happening, but to the north, there's basically a zombie army coming in to destroy shit, right? So, there's no, there's only two things that we, like, kill them, which is fire and this uh, dragon glass, they call it, obsidian. It's basically obsidian. And basically, they went to go capture a white walker so that they prove that this threat is real, so that they can pause the civil war, take care of that threat, and then be on with their business. And they go to capture one. It's a group of about like eight people. They get marooned on this rock inside of a frozen lake. So they're just sitting there, surrounded by a big ass army of these White Walkers, right? So they're just sitting there waiting for um, Daenerys to come and rescue them. So she's flying with her dragons, 
they're, they're laying damage to these motherfuckers, like they're fucking them up. And then they get, they're starting to get all around the dragons, Jon Snow's fighting them off, and then the Ice King, he literally takes a frozen spear, sits there, like he doesn't talk at all. No, he doesn't have any no facial expressions. No fear. He just he just has one facial expressions. He just looks and then he throws the spear and it hits one of the dragons. Blood everywhere. It falls into the water. It's fucking dead. Oh. Everyone's shocked. Everyone's like, "What the fuck just happened?" So then they get rescued, fly off with the other two dragons, and then nearing the nearing the second to last episode, he takes the dragon and the Ice King like. Why his army is so deadly is because once he kills people, he can raise them up and turn them into white walkers. So basically, he turned the dragon into a white walker, and now they this army has a fucking lit ass dragon on their team. And there's a there's a giant wall, there's a big ice wall that's been keeping out for years and years, and there's nothing that they could use to get past it until they just got that dragon. So the last scene, the army there's like a forest about. I'd say maybe what two miles, two three miles of just open, open ice, yeah. and then the wall. And they have people posted all in the wall to see footprints and everything. So out of the forest comes the entire army. Like all of these niggas, they're just walking up. They get about like a mile and a half in. They're halfway there and they all just stop and they're just staring at the people in the wall. Out of nowhere, you hear the dragon roar. Comes out of nowhere, it fires this. This bluish purplish flame at the wall. Shit's going on. We are here. God damn. People are freaking out. They're like, holy fucking shit. The We're craziest thing die. is that, like, how fucking realistic it looks. It doesn't, like, you cannot tell it's like a CGI. Yeah, dragon. the CGI is so. That's why right, it's like $8 million of yeah. budget, like, per damn. episode, dude. It's, it's literally, like, these, like, Marvel movie budget material for, like, CGI. Like, you know how Iron Man looks real as fuck? Mm-hmm. That's how these, like, dragons look. Like, and that's, like, the greatest part about, like, their, like, uh, the way they set their, like, they, the way, the they, way just, they move, the way they, like, everything about them, they just seem real. Like, they are real character. And it's so well done. It's just like, holy shit, this is, shit's going down because this dragon's literally melting this wall that mm-hmm. no one ever thought was going to fall. But then they fall. The second it falls, the army all at once just starts marching through. And it's just oh, a big ass scene of just the zombie army marching through what this impenetrable wall that they thought yeah. it's just broken. And it's like the Ice King amazing. just flies in with the dragon, like, yeah, I'm about to fuck y'all shit up. Yeah, that's the end of the scene. So. I feel like that's like, these are like a three keys for like a really scary fucking scenario. It's snowy and cold, right? It's really snowy. Mm-hmm. It gets dark easily. There's fucking zombies. And not just like, like weird zombies you see, like, you can literally see like, their faces like, decomposing flesh. Decomposing flesh. They, they were like partially decom- decomposed, and then they awaken, and then they're just in that stasis. Because of and how that, cold it is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. If you haven't seen them, season finale of Game of Thrones, you gotta yeah, fucking watch it. Alright, that was a crazy tangent. Back to alternative medicine. Well, actually, <laughs> that might be the end of alternative medicine. We might come back to it soon. Uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Thanks for our guest, uh, Star T. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the number three colored dudes. We will be posting our videos there along with some other fun information and facts and things like that. A couple memes, you know, we like to like.
But um, thank you for listening. All right, see you later. Have a nice day. Bye. Peace.